Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, that beautiful bean footage. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson with me, as always, on the air drums, which is why I do the intro for the second day in a row. Plus, we're in the same room again, is Mr. Nathaniel Paul um, Thurston. Thurston is my last name. I call you Nate Thirsty. Yeah. Um, My name in your cell phone, actually. That's what he is, folks. He's thirsty. Thirsty. I'm, I'm thirsting for liberty, man. Let me tell you what. That was gonna be my uh that was gonna be my website if I was gonna run for office. It was gonna be Thurston, the number four, Liberty. And I thought that was cute. Thurstonforliberty.com. I always wanted my license plate when I was in high school to say because all my family had Thurston number, Thurston number, and I wanted to have Thurston for you. <laughs> I, I was, mean I was sixteen. That's you know, cute's the right word to describe that. Nate. It's cute, it's, right? It's so cute. It's, I bet you had a uh, you know flowers in your passenger seat as well too. Right. Nothing wrong with that if no. you did. No, not that there's anything wrong. He's with also that. the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything. Um, and I just you know I like to throw that in there. Not it's not a, like a a jab at you or anything like that because I I started off by saying you know almost everything there is to know. Mm-hmm. It's become less. Just not everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is a Good Morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning because happiness is fleeting. And so if you just pursue that meaning every single day, regardless of what happens in your life, you could have, you know, you could have lost your house. You could have. Your guy could have lost the election. Yes. You know, the guy you were hoping most to win the presidential election could have lost or could be in a hefty legal battle with no hope in sight. So. Uh, you know, regardless of that outcome or any other outcome or circumstance in your life, there is a purpose for you here on this earth. And then you got to find that. You got to find that meaning and pursue it. That's what we talk about every single day. And also, I mean, we want to make the world the world a better place. And so we talk about the truth and we talk about the ideas of setting human beings free to pursue their meaning mm-hmm. because that's the only way to fully accomplish all the potential you got locked up inside that beautiful dark heart of yours uh-huh. i was gonna ask uh magoo in the private group here said he voted for shane so it didn't bother so that's shane hazel down there in georgia i believe magoo did you i don't know if you heard this either charlie did you hear austin peterson just giving it to shane hazel about running as a libertarian in georgia 
and saying, like, don't you feel like it was more important for the Republicans to to take the Senate? And do you feel like you did anything wrong here as a libertarian and in doing this? I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. I felt bad for Shane because, you know, Austin Peterson's got his radio show. How many votes did Shane get? It wasn't a lot, but it was within the margin, I believe, between the two. And of course, the 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 idea is anyone who votes libertarian, if the option wouldn't have been there, then they would have magically voted Republican and nothing else. Which I find to be completely wrong, because <laughs> let's let's compare that to 2016 real quick. Let's have that discussion, because somebody said that to me the other day. They're like, well, if you look at the close states, you know, the amount of votes that Trump lost by, it looks like Jorgensen picked those up. And I'm like, uh, how does that make any sense? Because in 2016, Gary Johnson got 3% of the vote. He got way more votes than Jorgensen did. 2% mm-hmm. more, which is like 5 million it's, more votes. Yeah. Or four million more votes. It's quite a few more. And and uh, Trump ended up winning. So it looks like mm-hmm. the, there were more Democrats that voted for at that uh, time. Gary Johnson. In the people on the left said that the libertarians were spoiling because obviously a lot of those people would have voted for Hillary Clinton instead. Yeah. And now the people who are upset about what happened with Trump are blaming the libertarians. And the actual answer is. Put up a candidate that people will want to vote for more than the other person. And for sure, if you're on the right, do not argue for a free market or a free exchange of ideas and competition. And also say that you should have less competition. That way your guy can win. Th- those don't work. Yeah. Now, I we talked about how I don't think the Libertarian Party should put up a presidential candidate. I don't. Or any nationwide. Any type nationwide of candidate. Yeah. And Federal government. Anyone who goes to Washington, I don't think they should. I think it's a waste of resources. And someone told me, well, those resources were raised for those people. And I don't mean the financial resources, because obviously those people, they raise the money for their campaigns. I mean the time and the human effort resources of raising money for those campaigns and campaigning for those people, I think is wasted. There's nothing that says the National Party can't give it to a local candidate, though. Yeah, I I know. Or as you said, maybe just focus on one state. What they were saying was if they weren't running Jorgensen, well, then all the money that Jorgensen raised, that money wouldn't have existed. And and it wouldn't have been able to go to the down-ballot candidates. And I get that argument. What I'm saying is the time, the effort, the human, the manpower, not just men, men and woman power, mankind power, that went into those elections— Any kind of uh, human being power okay. that went into that is is uh, is is what was wasted on on candidates who the libertarians are saying they're going to send to Washington, which we all know is very very far off from ever happening. Yeah. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have another option. I'm saying the libertarians should focus on more city councils, state rep, uh, things like that, sheriffs. We need some libertarian sheriffs, ma'am. We need that for sure. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That, that's my thing. But the whole they stole the vote thing, I mean. Come on, man. There's just <laughs> there's just no reason. There ain't no room for that kind of malarkey in here, man. Mm. There just ain't. There I, just ain't. There, there ain't, man. Before we, before we get going, Charlie, uh, have you been on your app anytime soon? I, I have, actually. Yeah. 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 I, uh, there's a journal on there, so I've been filling that out. And what I'm talking about is what all you need to sign up for uh, you need someone to talk to. So go to betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. That'll save you 10% on your first month. And what this is, is this is this is digital therapy, folks. And it's absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I've got a counseling session set up with my therapist for next week. 
Um, and then I've sent her some messages and uh, I've been doing some journaling and sharing that with her. And so she can give me feedback on different thoughts and feelings that I have. It's all really, really, really cool. It's the best way to go to therapy, in my opinion. I use the service, clearly. Um, my, my therapist's name is Natalie, and she's, uh, she's kind and uh, very helpful in navigating some of life's challenges and or ups and downs and sidewayses, uh, you know, <laughs> the consolidation of life. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, life, life is difficult. And, you know, it's always good to talk to someone, whether you, uh, you know, whether you feel like you're doing well or not. Um, I think I honestly think and I am going to do this literally uh, once a month, at least for probably I want to say the rest of my life, but foreseeable future, because I just don't think that I should ever take a break from counseling again. Because it has drastically improved my mental state, especially during COVID. Because let me tell you, as an Enneagram 7, which I don't know if you guys know anything about, but my personality type essentially is I am a very outgoing, extroverted person. Uh, unlike Nate, I have no tr no trouble whatsoever with my face being on camera, talking into this microphone. I will talk to anyone on the street, anywhere. And I am used to working from home. I've been doing that for the last couple of years. However, what I'm not used to is that they won't allow me outside after my shift is done. Yeah. <laughs> after yeah. I get done working, I can't go to any Prez games. Can't go see any baseball. You're not traveling can't... to Louisville to the office exactly. to meet with people. I yeah. can't go have meetings in person. Um, for tax purposes, I have had a few of those. Of course you have. Yes. yes. Yes, you have. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but I can't do I, they, they won't let you do anything. Yeah. Could hardly even go to a restaurant, pick up a, a hot dog and a fried burger. Now me... I am fine holed up in my office at home until ever. I don't care. I don't like talking to people. I don't like talking on this microphone. I don't like being in front of this camera. I don't like any of those things. I, I force myself to do it. It's very odd. It is very weird. I picked, <laughs> a, I picked a strange career path. <laughs> I picked a very strange career. But you know what? Some things are so good, you just can't stop yourself from sharing them, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so, and so when you're this good and this full of knowledge, it's a right. crime to not say it out loud. Yeah. You know? Anyway, what are we talking about? All that to say, <laughs> all of that to say, what I'm telling you is you need to sign up for betterhelp.com slash GML. <laughs> I'm serious, though, because as someone who struggled with the pandemic, that was me. Um, this has helped me live a better life. And so save 10% by using our code by going to betterhelp.com slash GML. That's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash GML. Go sign up, save yourself that 10% and get your mental health on track. Go, go do it, <laughs> betterhelp.com. Listen, y'all, have y'all heard of Parler before? I thought this is a really cool free market discussion because, uh, well, you know, we've been talking about how we have to regulate Twitter. We have to regulate the social media companies. We got to stop them from doing all this crazy stuff. And we've been yelling here for a while about how the, the free market was going to come up with a solution to solve this. And they really will. You just have to be patient about it. You got to be as patient as you possibly can. And what we're seeing right now is this whole thing popping up. What do you want right now? What do you need? Remote. I don't know what you're pointing at. Oh, okay. There you go. Charlie needs to watch some TV no, I over don't. here. <laughs> no, but what you're seeing is this pop up. And we've said this. A lot of times before, when things look like there's no other option, that is when the free market will pop up. And it's in these times where you have to trust. If you're a free market person, if you like capitalism, if you like all this stuff, you have got to trust that the free market is going to come up with a way to solve this. And they are with Parler. 
And you can follow us on Parlor if you want to. It's at Good Morning Liberty on Parlor. But follow me at Chuck Thompson. Go follow Chuck as well. So anyway, I just wanted to point out, it is currently still the top free app out there. It's been downloaded more than 2 million times since November 3rd, according uh, to data provided by App Analytics. The app's founder uh, says the service has seen 4.5 million signups just since Friday. I don't know how that corresponds with the download number, which is 2 million times. And the app's founder saying they've had 4.5 million people sign up since Friday. But regardless of those numbers, the entire point you need to take from this is you got to trust in the free market. Even if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to come in and fill these these voids. They're going to fill these vacuums. And people on the right and even libertarians want a place where they can say what they want without the bogus fact checks, without all the crazy stuff getting taken down, getting banned, all of that for no apparent reason. And we're seeing it pop up. And there's other apps too. You know, there, there's stuff like, uh, hey, we just got a new follower uh, right then. How about that? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that follow. I believe that was Magoo. Appreciate that. Thanks, Magoo. I saw that Ignore the Rant followed us, which is a podcast that you guys need to go check out. Ignore the Rant. Go, go do it. So speaking of... What is, just... uh, what is all this about how basically Parler is just a right-wing extremist racist mm-hmm. bigotry full of hate yeah and that's that's all it's like a cesspool of racist hate well um i would ask who's saying that uh, mostly people <laughs> on the left yeah that yeah, that's weird yeah. because everything that isn't the left is right-wing extremism and white supremacy and racism and all of that so of but what course. i found interesting the you know one of the first articles i found on it was saying that the the Conservatives and right-leaning folks um, were looking for a platform, uh, and Parler works because uh, places like Gab uh, is known for racism. So I guess Gab might be another. Um, yeah, I don't know about Gab. Yeah, it's alt-right free speech online network. Gab. Yeah, how about that? So I guess. I've never heard of that. It turns out the numbers from Parler are a little bit off because I hear that they use Dominion software to tell us how many numbers they have. (laughs) Rolling into Donald Trump's tweet, this is all one story here, from Donald Trump. And if you can hear me saying this, your brain needs to hear this in all caps, okay? Because it's very important that everything is in all caps. All right. Go check out the tweet. So yelling from at real Donald Trump. Report! Dominion deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysis finds 221,000 Pennsylvania votes switched from President Trump to Biden. That's a precise number there. 941,000 Trump votes deleted. States using Dominion voting systems switched 435,000 votes from Trump to Biden. So he is saying, one, that they deleted a bunch of Trump votes and that they switched a bunch of Trump votes uh, to Biden, which would be a big deal. And the the thing is, Twitter says that this claim about election fraud is being disputed. So I don't think I can trust it. You know, (laughs) Twitter says that it might not be true. Yeah. You know, parlor, this part, this, this, the information on parlor, parlor didn't come with a, uh, with a 
with an exclamation point no. warning on is it. Is Trump on Parlor yet? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> come on. I also noticed that it doesn't look like Ben Shapiro's on on Parlor. I was I was looking at that. That's going to crash their systems if Trump or Ben Shapiro switch over. <laughs> so, but either one of those. So I wanted to tell you what BuzzFeed News says about this. I couldn't find anything verifying this other than OANN own, uh, which is who is putting out this claim. I know nothing about them, but here's what I should know about them, according to BuzzFeed. Chanel Rion, or Channel Ryan, (laughs) (laughs) depending what state you're from, uh, an own writer who has been at the center of the false narrative. Now, this is a fact check. Who has been at the center of the false narrative appears to now be sourcing some of her claims from Ron Watkins the former administrator of 8chan, a website frequented by white supremacists. And since white supremacists have used 8chan before, then the whole thing has to be thrown out. Now, I also heard that white supremacists have, in fact, had Facebook and Twitter accounts hmm. before. And so, for, for, isn't there a 4chan? I don't know what chan. Is this the uh, dark web? I'm not sure. Uh, Is this the gray web? Miss Chanel Rion just reached out to me, and I'll be talking with her about Dominion tomorrow. Watkins tweeted November 12th. A spokesperson for... Now, this is why it's not true, because Dominion says it's not true. (laughs) Here's the fact check right here. A spokesperson for Dominion told BuzzFeed News that there is no basis for the claims of vote switching, which it has debunked on its website. So we went to Dominion's own website to figure out whether or not this was true. And what do you know, Dominion has debunked this claim on its website. Uh, Quote, Dominion voting, this is their debunking, which is a quote from them saying that it's not true. Quote, Dominion Voting Systems categorically denies any claims about any vote switching or alleged software issues with our voting systems. The spokesperson said, our systems continue to reliably and accurately count ballots and state and local election authorities have publicly confirmed the integrity of the process. So this is continuing the fact check. Despite the complete lack of evidence for voter fraud, Trump and his dwindling supporters have continued to attack Dominion as part of the misinformation by a thousand cuts strategy, as NBC News reported. The, this is a, a nice fact check right here. It's very um, factful. The president, his family members, his staffers, and his supporters have collectively amplified at least 40 different online rumors which the Dominion system claim is only one. I don't know what... Now there, oh, now, the Dominion claim is only one of the rumors. One of the 40. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Now, look, it, there are obviously rumors out there, and you can't believe everything you see, but but this is no debunking. I mean, if I own the software, too, I would categorically deny any uh, hackery, <laughs> any wrongdoing, anything. So, it's... Uh, that's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I would deny it, too, if I owned the software, if it was my software that was developed, um, because I wouldn't want to lose my contract with the government. <laughs> I, know. I know. What are they going to say? Oh, yeah, it's actually totally possible yeah. that this happened. Actually, it might have. Boom. You don't have any government contracts anymore. Right. You lose almost all of your income. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that I know that this happened. I don't know if it happened Is at it all. possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Yeah. It's totally possible that it happened. I saw it, and um, I saw it in the campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. They rigged the voting machine, so it can definitely happen. Uh, th- that's a for sure thing. With the Koch brothers? <laughs> yeah, the Koch brothers in that for sure. Uh, but 
what I was saying in the pre-show, which you could join by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, I don't know if this happened, and I will never personally know. All I can trust is that if it happened, Trump and his team of lawyers and people making a lot of money will find out whether or not it happened. He's got some people that are trying to find it. They will be able to find it better than I will ever be able to. I'm not going to personally audit any votes, and I'm not going to personally audit their code at Dominion. And so I don't know. And all I can do is trust that the people that they have hired to look into this are going to look into it. And that's all I can do. Yeah. That's it. Agreed. That's it. I, I, I'm not going to do any of that either. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for the truth to come out. Is it possible? It's possible. But uh, I wouldn't be one out there saying, uh, we know for sure that there was fraud. And it's, you know, this is, was an illegal vote. Now, what I find interesting, there are some interesting things about this that I find, and I said this in the pre-show as well, um, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. If, what, what, if you look at the down-ballot votes, and I, and I saw this video not that long ago, um, in Georgia specifically is a good example, somewhere around uh, 2.4 million people voted for Trump, and somewhere around 2.5 million people voted for Biden, Okay. And he's, um, well, 2.45. It's like 2.412 people yeah. <laughs> voted for. Something like that. Yeah. And so Biden's up by, what, 10,000 votes now or 15,000 votes 12, in Georgia 12,000 right now. Something yeah. like that. Uh, what, what I found interesting, though, is the, the, the Republicans who voted down ballot for the senator, uh, there's only a difference of 885 votes. That's it. Basically nothing. So there were 885 people who less votes for the senator than there were for the president. On the Democrat side of things, there's about a 60 to 80,000 vote discrepancy where they were counting ballots that only had the, uh, a vote for President Biden. There were no other down ballots cast whatsoever, only for the president. And so th that, that could mean a couple things. It could mean that there's some fraud taking place. It could also mean that there were some people who were so fed up with the president, they don't actually vote ever, and they decided to vote this year just for the president. And they were like, I'll be a part of getting Trump out of office. So it could be one or the other. But typically, you don't see that large of a, of a voter discrepancy. That would be called a voting irregularity yes. right, right there, yes. which is what they're looking into. That We saw this all over the country. I mean, Republicans took, uh, took a lot of House seats this time around, yet they still got a lot less votes than Biden. Trump got a lot less votes than Biden did. But if you were to look at all the down-ballot initiatives, it looks like a lot of right-leaning people went out there to vote. But somehow Biden still wins by five, six million votes at the end of the day. So that is really, it is strange. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it happened. The only thing I know for sure is no one knows for sure, except for the people that did it or didn't do it. And no one on, in, on the libertarian side knows that it didn't happen. Even though a lot of them are are basically acting like they know it didn't happen, which is just crazy to see a lot of libertarians decide that they have full trust in our systems in the inside of the government. That this time it was amazing, so, which is weird. So far, the Republicans have gained six seats. Uh, the Democrats have lost five, and the Libertarians lost one. <laughs> it says other parties on here, but we know it's we know it was Justin Amash's yeah Libertarian seat. Um, they're not even going to mention that, though, on the AP. They, they don't want to say libertarian. Other, other parties. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the Democrats lost five so far. 
there are still, um, let's see, there are still 14 seats up for grabs. It looks like there's going to be a runoff in Louisiana. Um, Obviously, the crazy ones, the runoffs for Senate in Georgia are going to be the crazy races that we're going to be paying attention to. Uh, that's for the Senate, though. Yeah, yeah. Looks like there's two runoffs in Louisiana that are happening. Uh, there's another lead in Iowa. Some other leads in New York in the rural part of uh, New York for the Republicans. Um, and so it looks like the, the Democrats are going to maintain control with at least 219. Um, Republicans are leading. It looks like Republicans are leading every other House race currently except for the two runoffs in Louisiana. Um, other than that, the Republicans are leading um, every other. So it looks like it might be a 219 to 218. Be a wow. pretty divided house. It's going to be good. <laughs> and a house divided stands up just fine, as yeah. my grandpa used to say. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, what's interesting is it wasn't, well, first of all, the polls were so wrong. It wasn't a complete blue wave runoff with uh, everyone going further to the left because they were so tired of Trump and the Republican agenda. Um, and, and then the discrepancies that you see, the irregular, uh, irregular, Irregularities. How do you say that? Ir Irregularities. Ir Irregular. Yeah. You know the thing. Yeah. That's so that, that's what I find interesting about this election. Now, all I'm saying is that it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the outcome is going to be. No idea. It's funny. Interesting. I'm going to stick with my bet where I said Trump was going to win. Um, so we'll see how all of these lawsuits and everything plays out. We'll see if there was actually any voter fraud. We'll see how the recounts go in some of these states. And maybe uh, Trump ends up being the president. Who actually knows mm, at this point? No one. No one does. All right, man. Tell Besides me about the, the people committing fraud. Tell me about what's going on in in Venezuela. Vene, Venezuela. Once the you know epitome of gracious socialism, just uh, perfect society, touted by. Bernie Sanders and those alike back in 2013 turned out to not be real socialism though. Well, yeah, yeah. Back then it was, mm -hmm. but somehow it turned into not real because things went south. I hate it when that happens. So this coming from Reuters, funds seized in U.S. help Venezuela uh, funds seized in U.S. help Venezuela health workers survive crisis. So who knew this? So for Venice uh, for Venezuelan hospital security guard Yuri May Diaz. Is there a reason you gave me this article to buy a full cart of groceries and put aside enough money to buy new shoes for her daughter? Uh, it took two special bonus payments worth nearly 20 times her monthly salary. The two $100 deposits to the 48 year old mother of two in September and October did not come from Car uh, Caracas hospital where she works, but rather from funds seized by the United States from the government of president Nicholas Maduro. Diaz is one of 62,700 health sector workers to receive payments through an effort by Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guido, um, Guado to channel seized offshore funds to those on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic who also struggle under the country's crippling economic crisis. Quote, for what someone like me makes, that's like a million dollars. It felt like more money than I'd ever had in my life, said Diaz in an interview in her sister's home where she lives. Uh, now she's in jail, probably, after, after this interview. <laughs> in recent years, that's not funny, by the way, but in recent years, the U.S. government has imposed a series of sanctions on the socialist Venezuelan government of Maduro, 
Reuters is calling it socialist, huh? In an effort to dislodge him from power, accusing him of corruption, human rights violations, and rigging his 2018 re-election. They also use Dominion down there in Venezuela, by the way. <laughs> Maduro denies those accusations and blames the sanctions for hurting Venezuela's economy. The United States and dozens of other, which is, by the way, it was hurting before the sanctions, okay? Mm-hmm. It was already going down south. The sanctions didn't help, by the way. That is the excuse. They don't help. That is the excuse from the left. Well, Venezuela was amazing until the U.S. put sanctions on it and the, the CIA is running all kinds of covert ops to overthrow yeah. this this thing. Um, the sanctions are not good for the economy, for sure. But they were already in they they were already doing terrible things to their infrastructure, to their economy, namely not putting back any money to invest in, I don't know, cleaning their ships, cleaning their refineries, making sure that they could that they could stay up to to snuff with all the other people who were making oil, sending oil out there. They can't even they can't even use the stuff anymore and they can't fix it. They can't build new ones. Because they can't print any money. They don't have any. They can't print enough money to pay the printing press to print the money. That I mean, you can't make this kind of stuff up, dude. That's a kerfuffle. That is a kerfuffle if I ever mm-hmm. heard of one, man. The United States and dozens of other countries have recognized uh, Guido. 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 Why? It's not, can't be an I. An AI I. Is, is, well, now listen. Guido. Technically, AI is 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 I in most languages. Right. I, yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to say Guido. 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 That's Which better. is technically I. Guido. There we go. <laughs> the United States and dozens of other Take countries it from the Asian. have recognized <laughs> Guido as the rightful head of state, but Maduro retains the support of the military and controls state functions. That's important, <laughs> by the way. Uh, the, uh, the, quote, Health Heroes program marks the first time Guaido's opposition has managed to directly transfer funds frozen by the United States as part of its sanctions. The economic relief for health workers who make around $5 per month. Oh my God. $5 per month. $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, Love don't, it. I don't think I would keep working. No. Uh, is a rare concrete victory for Guaido, who has seen his popularity wane since a euphoric opposition in 2019 helped him assume the parallel presidency. This is the important part here coming up from so, this whole story. Health Heroes taps into some $342 million held by Venezuela's central bank and offshore funds in the United States and seized under sanctions. A total of $18 million will be transferred to Venezuelan health workers, according to the opposition-run parliament. The U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control, or OFAC, I didn't even know we had that, had to approve each of the recipients, said opposition legislator Manuela Bolivar. Wow, that's a lucky last name. <clears throat> Let me tell you what. Now, so what's interesting here is they've seized a, they've seized a lot of money from Venezuela, mainly because they know one that Maduro is not a legitimate leader there because they did the recounts and he didn't actually win. And so they they've seized some of the money and they know that he is a, a an actual terrible communist dictator is what's happening over there. So they had some money that was held offshore and the U.S. seized the money. And they're giving it... It was held offshore <clears throat> in the United States. And they're giving it back to specific people in Venezuela around the government of Venezuela so some of those people can have what they need. 
And this in this story here, they're giving it to healthcare workers. She's making five dollars a month. Two hundred dollars does still feel like a million dollars. Man, that's he, insanity. You just gotta love. You just gotta love that socialism, man. It is equality. I'll tell you what. It, yeah. I tell you what, that $5 a month, that's probably pretty equal to what a lot of other people are making there in Venezuela. Well, we talked about Chavez's daughter being worth like $2 billion or something like that. It's absolutely insane. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're reading comments here. In the yeah. Magoo says, OFAC, sound it out. Oh, oh. fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Sounds like you're from Boston. Oh, okay. He's, anyway. He's got smart pack. I think the important part to learn here is, listen, y'all, don't go down the path of Venezuela, mm. uh, because then you'd be reliant on Venezuela seizing U.S. government money and giving it to you free to live, and you don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. Okay, they're going to keep it for themselves. Here come the new lockdowns from Reason.com. Surging coronavirus cases, surging restrictions. Rising COVID-19 case counts around the country are spurring new rounds of virus-related restrictions on business hours, at-home social gatherings, and in-person schooling. In fact, I saw the only thing that they're going to continue to allow are BLM protests and uh, celebratory gatherings about Biden being the, the, in, the leader of the office of president-elect. So the, those are the only things that they're going to allow. Which, again... <laughs> Restrictions on business hours is the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> Which reason digs into here? You should expand business hours. It is been saying this for months now. It is one of the dumbest things I've seen so far because we'll talk. They talk about it here in this article. Restrictions on business hours is that's just ridiculous. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's new orders go the furthest in the hygiene theater, <laughs> creating new limits on how many people can gather in private houses, which is Tim. Do you see all the rules they put up for Thanksgiving? Now? No. Yeah, they're limiting the telling you all these things. You got to make sure that you use, uh, you know, disposable plateware. Everything needs to be kind of single serve. You can only have 10 people in your house for Thanksgiving. Everyone needs to be wearing masks, especially the person who's putting together the food. Don't go in and out of the area where food is being prepared, the kitchen, which is the most popular area of the house to go in and out of. <laughs> When there are gatherings, everyone knows that. Yeah, we took our butler doors off. <laughs> so we have an open kitchen now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's an open kitchen. But it doesn't say anything about limiting uh, visitors at nursing homes, does it? No. Tis Cuomo. No, he did not say anything about that. <laughs> uh, limiting how many people can gather in private houses and shutting down bars and other establishments that serve alcohol after 10 p.m. With little scientific evidence that such arbitrary limits will really help slow the spread. Even putting aside more philosophical concerns about dictating how many people can gather in private dwellings, the idea makes little practical sense. Similarly, there's little reason to expect alcohol-serving establishments to be less safe than restaurants that don't serve alcohol. <laughs> is it the alcohol here that we're worried about? The only thing I can think of is if you got a bunch of drunk people mm -hmm. yelling in each other's faces. Yeah. Because you're more likely to spit when you're drunk I got you. when you talk. Okay, well, that's the only thing I'm. That's the only thing I could actually think of that might be a reason. You could actually just mandate no music, no no live music, and no music playing whatsoever. That way, everyone just still talks. Let's normally. go back to putting spitting laws on the books. Let's no just, spitting. No spitting. <laughs> uh, don't serve alcohol. And giving New Yorkers fewer hours in which to congregate in semi-public spaces like bars and restaurants means more people packed into small indoor spaces at once potentially exacerbating the virus's spread. Which this, is what we've said the whole time. This has been the dumbest thing so far. 
when you reduce hours for an establishment and limit the amount the amount of entrances entrance entrances and exits yeah you don't really fix anything whatsoever you you limit the exits and the entrances so more people going through the same small space and then you also limit the hours which is more people inside the building during a smaller amount of time. More people touching the doors and the handrails and the windows this, and all that stuff. The same exact ones. The stores around me have not been this have not been this packed. Uh, I mean, since I moved here. The grocery store, the Home Depots, Walmarts, I have been in bigger crowds of people since the lockdowns than I than I ever have in my area. And it's because they have reduced hours, they've got reduced lanes for you to go through, checkout lanes, stuff like that. It's it's just, uh, I, it's one of those, it's one of those things where they feel like you're, they're doing something. And so you do it and it feels good because you did something, but it, it doesn't make any sense. It just don't make no sense. New Jersey's new restrictions announced by governor Phil Murphy on Monday have gotten less attention, but they follow the same illogic as Cuomo's Murphy also instituted a 10 PM indoor closing time for bars and restaurants that ban people from sitting at a bar. Meanwhile, Rhode Island is strongly advising people to stay at home between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. That is when the virus is at its most dangerous, between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. It's a nocturnal virus, actually, and that's, that's when it's most active. It's an advisory. I'm str- This is a quote. It's an advisory. I'm strongly advising you and asking you to stay home in your own house. Don't stay in someone else's house because the virus won't know that you live there and it's like a dog it'll yeah. attack you because it's not your house <laughs> it's like a guard dog only it's a virus it's a guard virus <laughs> in the midwest some states such as indiana and illinois are reinstituting restrictions on counties where record recorded cases are high and some areas are once again shutting down in-person schooling and so i do have a story from we were interviewing the libertarian uh candidate for governor in west, west virginia and she was saying, I was asking about the schooling and if they'd shut down. And she said, well, a lot of, like a lot of people in our state don't have access to the Internet. So we can't shut down like that. And we can't work from home because we don't have access to the Internet everywhere here. And you know, SpaceX satellites more than ever. I know we need capitalism to keep beefing up this called darn Internet, man. Yeah. Same thing back at my home in Illinois. They don't have they don't have Internet, high speed Internet at my house. They can't get it. They literally can't. Yeah. So they couldn't do in-person schooling there. For the people that can't get... Sorry. At, for the people know. in Southern Illinois that can get high-speed internet, it ain't good. No, no. I think it's called Frontier. Stay away from that. It's bad. It's it's basically... It's it's Comcast. I think they were... weren't. Didn't Comcast and Frontier kind of maybe do something? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Frontier was an airline, but maybe they now lay... They lay cable. Who knows? That's what they've been doing. They've been dropping airlines uh, or <laughs> lines, internet lines from their planes. You can only pick up when a plane's flying over. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what it is. that's actually an interesting idea. Hold on. Huh. There's maybe thousands of planes flying in maybe the Maybe you all don't the time. need satellites. You just need internet being sent out by the planes. Just beam it down. Boom. Man, <laughs> screw your chemtrails. I want internet trails. Okay. Anyway, the, it's. It's something that I hadn't really thought about, but if you're like, everyone has to do at-home schooling and everyone has to work from home, there are a lot of places around the country where you cannot get high-speed internet. And so it's not quite as easy as what a lot of people would say. Says for events like weddings and funerals, an instituted phase approach with that will be put in place. However, see, they have typos too, Charlie. Mm-hmm. However, eventually a 25-person cap will be put in place. 
reception events may also not take place between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. That is when the virus is at its worst, mm -hmm. of course. So your wedding reception has to end at 10. And a lot of guys are like, why can't you guys go ahead and outlaw this shit? Come on, <laughs> please. <laughs> They're lobbying yeah. for weddings and receptions to be to be outlawed. Well, just start your reception at 4 a.m. and have it go to 10. Yeah. You know? That's, that's oh, all Frontier's you, Verizon. My bad. You're right. You're right. That's hey, all you need wrong. to do. Yeah, they were at one point. I knew that they were connected to a previous big company, um, and it is, I believe, did come from from Verizon. Yeah, I believe it's one of those things where they had to split off, so Verizon wasn't a, mon a monopoly in the area, so they just had to be a become a different company with a different name. You know, it's a good it, way to do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. So anyway, this is going on all around the country, all over the place. Here's a question I had for you, Charlie. Now, I mean, it's obvious Donald Trump is responsible for all the deaths from coronavirus because that's just logical. You know, no one would have died. All those people, as Joe Biden said, all those people would still be alive. Um, and the only thing that he could have done differently, I guess, was institute a nationwide lockdown. And that's about it. And maybe a nationwide mask mandate. I don't know. What I find interesting is how many of you guys, it, it, just let me know in the private group, how many of you, you guys live somewhere where there was no lockdown and there are no mask requirements anywhere? Can you, can you tell me where that is? Because the idea, if the idea is that because Trump didn't institute a nationwide lockdown, but we all know that we have our own lockdowns locally, all over the place. We live here in Tennessee, and we dealt with lockdowns and mask mandates. Still do. And a lot. My, my wife is still working from home right now. And, we, and we're right here in, in Nashville. She's still working from home. So and that was a good idea, Wes. He said, why don't we just outlaw COVID? I do think that that would be a better idea. So we need common sense COVID control mm -hmm. is actually the way to get rid of it. And uh, the assault COVID that happens between 10 and, 10 and 5, that is what we need to ban. First, and we need uh, the anti-COVID um, signs. Yes, put up. No COVID. COVID is prohibited. Yes, in this area. I don't know why we didn't just do that. That that would be the easiest. I put that sign up on my door, like the blood of the lamb, <laughs> March thirteenth. Yeah. Now, so my my question is, do we let? Is it really that places didn't do lockdowns, and that's why people died? I mean, do. You, is that actually the argument? No. Is that people didn't do lockdowns? Mm -mm. Everyone knows, unless you were in South Dakota or some place where or where you don't e you can't even throw you can't even shoot an RPG and hit your neighbor's house. You know? <laughs> Anyone who you lives can't in even place shoot a gun in the air and hit your neighbor <laughs> yeah. as it comes back down. But like so we don't need lockdowns there, but are there actually places that did not have a lockdown and places where there are there were never masks required during this whole thing in the United States. I mean, I know there are some places, but on the national scale, wouldn't you say the bulk of places that people lived had these lockdowns and mask requirements? Yes. Even though they didn't come from the federal government, especially in the States where most of the deaths came from. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the weird part. So New York and California. So how do they we were like the heaviest, the, they were the most heavy regulated. They were the heaviest regulated. Uh, states that had mask mandates and all these restrictions and still had the most deaths. Now they do have the the biggest population. So there's some correlation with that, but you know, as compared to folks who didn't lock down as much, I mean, 
There has to be something to that. So how do we run with this narrative that um, people only died because we didn't have a nationwide lockdown or nationwide mask mandates? Mm. How does that happen? I don't know. Man, that's frustrating to me. I don't know. I will say, in Tennessee, I was looking at some numbers, and the counties that do have a mask mandate are showing better numbers than the counties that don't have mask mandates. And they're not saying it's actually because of the masks. What they're saying is, is it's because of the the idea of a mask mandate actually helps people social distance better mm. and things like that. So who actually knows? Well, yeah, and the answer is, like Wes said, it's because orange man bad. That's right. why. Yeah. Right there. Well, and we talked about this back in March. I mean, we knew that they were going to use this against Trump, right? Mm -hmm. They were going to use the economy and the coronavirus against him. You know, he was not a good person. Uh, everything he did was terrible. And they we, we knew this was going to happen. This truly is like one of the only things I think that could cause Trump uh, to lose the election <laughs> is, mm -hmm. is coronavirus and what happened with the economy. Like that's yep. that's really it. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, just think if you remove coronavirus and nobody votes and all nobody that. actually voted for Biden. No, it's just crazy. All right, man. Tell me about uh, what's going on here with Ticketmaster. I thought that this was pretty interesting. All right. This is coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Ticketmaster developing plans to require negative COVID test or vaccine to attend events. So according to Billboard, Ticketmaster began formulating a new framework for 2021 after Pfizer announced that their COVID-19 vaccine had a 90% uh, efficacy rate. I'm not sure if they meant to say efficacy. Efficacy, yeah. Rate after the initial clinical trials. Effective, effectiveness. As part of that preparation, Ticketmaster has been working on a framework for post-pandemic fan safety that uses smartphones to verify fans' vaccination status or whether they've tested negative for the coronavirus within within a 24- to 72-hour window, reported the outlet. Many details of the plan, which is still in development phase, will rely on three separate components. The Ticketmaster Digital Ticket app, third-party health information companies like Clear Health Pass or IBM's Digital Health Pass, and testing and vaccine distribution providers like LabCorp and the CVS Minute Clinic. The report continued. If implemented, the procedure will require customers to present evidence of a COVID-19 vaccination or show that they've tested negative for the virus 24 to 72 hours prior to the concert. So tested negative 72 hours, <laughs> turn positive, still admitted in, go infect you everyone, doesn't matter. You still have picked it up right before then. Yeah. Uh, regional health authorities would decide the window of time between a negative test and attending the concert. The program will also require the consent of the event organizer. Once the test was complete, the fan would instruct the lab to deliver the results to their health pass company. I'm sure that's going to be like clear or IBM. That's going to be such a streamlined, amazing process. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> if the tests were negative or the fan was vaccinated, the health pass company would verify the attendees COVID-19 status to Ticketmaster, which would then issue the fan the credentials needed to access the event. Question. If you're vaccinated, can you still be physically carrying the virus on you? At, at all it just it wouldn't be in your system i guess or it, i mean if you're vaccinated does that mean that you could no longer carry a virus and spread just it to bathe other people in a vat of covid and it wouldn't matter because what i'm wondering is just because you're vaccinated does that mean that that i know it means you're way less likely to spread it because it's not going to statistically take hold in your body 
and you're not going to spread it to other people. But can you not be asymptomatic still with a vaccine because the vaccine's keeping it from really taking hold and be spreading it to other people still? I mean, you can still have it like on your body, I guess, but with the any virus that you actually ingest is going to be destroyed by your antibodies. Gotcha. Okay. Should be at least. Yeah. So if you, if you have enough antibodies, I wish it would work on the outside part of your skin too. Right. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> I wish you could talk to your antibodies. Like, <laughs> hey, listen guys, it's going to be a so busy day out there. We're crazy, going to a concert. <laughs> crazy shit going on tonight. Hope you guys got good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know, if you could only communicate with them. Yeah. So uh, if a fan tested positive or didn't take a test to verify their status, they would not be granted access to the event. Uh, there are still many. I wonder if they would get a refund. Yeah. There are still many details to work out, but the goal of the program is for fans to take care of vaccines and testing prior to the concert and not show up hoping to be tested on site. Mark uh, Jovich, president of Ticketmaster, told Billboard that third-party verification companies will soon be working to track COVID-19. It looks like he has a Russian last name, so this is clearly Russia collusion <laughs> with vaccinations and COVID-19 into our concert and events. And they're just trying to get your, your medical data yeah. as well. <laughs> We're already yeah. seeing many third-party healthcare providers prepare to handle the vetting, whether that is getting a vaccine, taking a test, or other methods of review and approval, which could then be linked via a digital ticket so everyone entering the event is verified. So I want to say first and foremost that, to me, there's nothing wrong with this because it's private companies. That's why I put it in here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is the free market at work. Yep. Now, it's not just for COVID-19. They're setting all this up for future pandemics, right? This is a way to, because these companies, Ticketmaster, uh, what's the other one? Li uh, Live, Live Nation. Nation. Yeah. These companies have lost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. A lot of money. Now, how, now, they're trying to think, okay, how do we not lose money? Uh, well, we want to be able to prove to the government that we can still have safe mass gatherings. And so that's what they're doing. And they're asking people to voluntarily give their information over if they want to come see a show. So, you know, it's completely up to you whether or not you want to give that information out. Uh, you don't have to go to a to an event. Yeah, that you don't, you don't have to do that. That is why I put it in here, because this is actually the free market coming. to, And it, it goes along with something we've been saying, which is that. We are not going to need a national, a, a, a federal government vaccine mandate. I know a lot of people are worried about that. We're not going to need one. And it's people not necessary. Are, it's not necessary because workplaces are going to do this. Uh, everyone is going to do this. Ticketmaster might be the first one. All the major workplaces are going to do this. And Airlines the, probably going to do it. And you will be outed and chastised if you are not requiring your workers to be vaccinated. That is going to potentially affect your sales, except for from harsh uh, right-wing white supremacists. They'll, they'll still come to your establishment. But other than that, the, there will be lists out there and lisps out there. Both of them are going to be out there with what companies are requiring vaccination and what companies are not. What companies are going to require people, customers to be vaccinated like Ticketmaster? That won't be as widespread. Walmart's not going to ask you to be vaccinated before you come in there. But they will be able to require that their, that their workers are. And most of their customers, their workplaces are also going to require that. You don't need the federal government to mandate this. And while I still don't like it, it is still... Uh, fairly voluntary. If you want to create your own business and live uh, from your home and only go places where it's not required, you can still do that. There is still a voluntary track where you can do that. I, so my wife works for HCA 
And they're requiring this year, 2020, for the first time ever. She's been there for, I think, eight years now, seven years. Uh, they're requiring that you upload a, a, uh, a screenshot of your flu vaccination. And in the system, it's saying whether or not you've been vaccinated for the flu. And she was like, I don't know why they're doing this. They don't even care if you get a flu vaccine. She's like, if I don't get a flu vaccine, they don't say anything to me. They're just asking for me to, to update it. And nothing changes. It's not required for me to get a flu vaccine. And I said, babe, that's because this has nothing to do with the flu. They're testing their system right now. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They're testing their system for people uploading their vaccination paperwork. That's all they're doing. And so massive companies like HCA as well, which it's a healthcare company, you know, okay, requires some vaccinations, whatever. Um, they do, you know, because I work there for a little bit too. So they do, they don't require a vaccine for the flu, but if you don't get one, then you have to follow a certain protocol. Now she does not, she no longer works in a hospital. She works in a, in an MOB at home where there aren't, well, at home now, <laughs> but she also was not working around patients anymore either. Right. right. And she, she used to be around patient in the actual building where the patients were and uh, she's not anymore anyway. So, so currently yeah. they are not requiring her to have a flu vaccine and there is no, there's nothing that changes for her. And I said that because this has nothing to do with the flu, even though the flu kills quite a few people. As, as Magoo says, why do they even, why are they worried about the flu? It went down 98% this year. <laughs> the best thing to happen to the flu in the last hundred years is COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> now compare the amount of deaths for COVID-19 versus how many deaths have we had over the last hundred years from the flu? Quite a few of them. So and now yeah. the flu is down 98% this year, somewhere yeah. around there. I haven't looked up the exact numbers, but I think Magoo is pretty close to right. <laughs> with the flu being down so much, I mean, well, hey, might have saved some lives. <laughs> and there could be a vaccine, there, sorry, a viral free market as well, where COVID came in there with a monopoly status over the flu this year, and people were only getting COVID, and it and the flu got there, and like, oh crap, he's already got COVID, yeah. you know, and and so maybe that happened too. Maybe they were like, ah, I kind of feel bad for him. He's already got COVID. I'm not going to give him the flu too. Exactly. Let's go find someone else. Yes. And since so many people had COVID, see guys, we if you guys want your medical data. Your scientifically created medical data, then you come to the GML yes. podcast. But you also has another good mask idea. This is my vaccine certificate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty funny. I did want to make a mask that was just uh, the mask with the COVID molecule with a prohibited sign over it and just right there on the mask. And that's all it was. Yeah. No COVID allowed. No. Yeah. Right there. That's good. I thought that would be a good one. Make, the, make uh, those signs for people's homes too. Yeah. You can get the get the mask, by the way. We have a lot of them. Not the movie, The Mask. It was pretty good. You can get these <laughs> masks at gmlmask.com. And everyone in the Patreon group, you guys know your promo code for the 35% off. I don't have to say it again today. It's highly complicated. So yeah. anyway, and GML confidential. Mask, Very confidential. Only for the Patreon group. That promo code is. Yeah, it really is. Yes. Secretive. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's even hard for me to pronounce. It is. It is. So good luck guessing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we have time for one more, Nate? What what uh what time is it right now? We're at fifty three minutes. Let's wrap her up. Wrap it. As you my it. as my grandpa always <laughs> used to say, wrap it up. You <laughs> like my grandpappy used to tell me. Okay. All right, guys. If you are interested in trading some stonks, then go to mashamystonks.com. 
We got over 250 videos on the website, a whole bunch more written down on all of my different post-it notes out here. That was actually a blank one out there like ACB and uh, <laughs> writing down what kind of what kind of videos I got to put up there. Go to mastermystonks.com if you are interested at all. This is just if you're interested in taking control of your own financial future and not requiring the help of anyone else to ever help you out once again or a job or anything like that. If you're interested in that. Now, if you would like to just work for the man or the woman for the rest of your life and be beholden to whatever the lockdowns are or anything like that and whether or not you got to wear a mask, I trade the stock market every day. Don't ever have to wear a mask at work. And even there were even lockdowns. Guess what? Going short makes money too. That's fine. That is not a promise of making money. That is a promise of the opportunity. chance. That is, that, is a, that is the promise of opportunity. Mm -hmm. There you go. That is a, I'm going to put that at the top of the page right there. The promise of opportunity right there. Opportunity for all. Go to mastermystonks.com. We'll teach you how to read the charts, how to use your brokerage platform, and all the strategies that we use every single day. We even go live every single day of the week, even when we don't want to. All right. So we go live every single day at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. And that is, of course, if I don't have any doctor's appointments, then we'll go live right then. And we trade, we tell you what stonks we're looking at. And even we'll continue after the market opens and show you what stonks we are trading or looking at. Had some good days this week. It's it been a really good week. Yeah. yeah. Students are making money, which is mm -hmm. nice. I was going to say, even if you're looking at maybe a side project, if you're working from home and you've got, you know, maybe a little extra time than you used to have at the office and you're looking for some a side gig you know to, for maybe some additional income as if you follow the rules and all of that um then it's possible to make some side money um you got to learn the strategies you got to stick to the rules follow the rules and all of that but it's been it's been a really really good couple of weeks and there's lots to learn so you're not going to find any better training anywhere else i'm going to tell you that especially mm. for the price yeah. so you should be making more than what the class costs. So it's cost neutral. <laughs> it Honestly. is. It yeah. is. In fact, you lose money if you don't sign up. That, that's so true. Don't, don't go negative here, folks. <laughs> sign up at mastermytrades.com or mastermystonks.com. Also sign up for Patreon. I know I, we tell you guys this every single time, but we, we, we keep the Patreon numbers keep going up. We love doing the live show for the Patreon group. It's always a great time to hang out with everybody. And then also you get all kinds of cool perks inside of there. Different tier levels, but at least $5 a month. That's all it's going to cost you. Be part of the live group. Interact with us and ask us questions. As you guys hear on the podcast, we talk to the live group all the time throughout the show. And it's a lot of fun. So be part of that. Patreon.com slash Liberty. Patreon.com slash Liberty, And then share this show with a friend and smash that subscribe, that subscribe button. I plead the smash <laughs> that subscribe button. And uh, if you do that, and leave us that rating and review. Then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town.